welcome to Dev Party. If you're new here, Dev Party is our in between our main episodes where basically we call I call Eric or Eric calls me and we develop film together and answer the answering machine question. So I already called Eric. He's standing by, so let me <sighs> let me let me get him on the on. Are you there? Hello? Hello? Wow. That, yeah, very, very graceful. I was, yes. I was trying to be like professional, you know? Yeah, yeah I think you pulled it off. <laughs> so today is actually kind of fun because we are developing film from our camera exchange. Uh, yeah. Camera exchange, do you want to explain it? Uh, we exchanged cameras. I ah. got your. Hasselblad 500C with an eye level finder. Not a fan. And you got my Mamiya M645J. Yes. Yeah. And so, well, before we get into developing, what did you think of the M645J? It was, uh, <laughs> it's funny because you're complaining about the, um, the prism finder that's on my Hasselblad. Yes. And I kind of want to complain about your uh, waist level finder on the 645. It is tiny. And um, I probably should be wearing my glasses, but I don't. Uh, most For the most part, I can do okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did notice I needed to use the fine focus. And for some reason, the fine focus on this, this camera has like so many tricks there's all these like little secret compartments on how to open it and how to. <sighs> There's just too much going on. I'm Wait, like, okay, what's happening? Are, are there secret compartments on the six four five? Yes, to open the back, you have to push where the film goes, like the, the little like film tab. You know, where yeah. you put, like what film you have, you have to push mm-hmm. that in, and right. then to get the little like insert out you have to kind of squeeze the sides to take that out and then there's a little button on the side you have to squeeze the sides yeah well no you just just push the little button okay see i don't even know about the button because i'm squeezing the sides so there's that yeah yeah it sounds like a vanya problem fine focus the Mm -hmm. uh fine focus which is the little magnifier that kind of pops up yeah i always use the waist level like that is like, it's this little metal thing on the right-hand side, and I'm like, do I pull it? Do I push? I, like, I seem to struggle with this fucking thing every single time. Um, I don't know why, but... But besides that, it's adorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the glass inside is very... Uh, it's kind of has rounded edges, and it just makes things look super neat. Yeah. It's, it's everything... Uh, it's kind of like the the runt of the litter as far as the rb67 like you know kind of family it it does very much feel the same in a lot of ways but it feels like a tiny version of the six seven doesn't it yeah yeah it is it's it's it doesn't have uh it it doesn't have like a strap on it so it's kind of weird to carry but it is well there's usually a strap (sighs) on it it's just there isn't one right now same with your house of blood yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it was good. How about you? How tell tell us how much you hate my um my $25 prism finder <laughs> that I got off of Etsy <laughs> from the first <laughs> original series of Hasselblad and it weighs like 500 pounds. Go ahead. Well, yeah, it's heavy. 
it's really, really heavy. And like most of that weight for some reason comes from the prism finder. And I don't know if that's true, but it's, it's a, it's a really heavy prism finder. I, I like waist level shooting a lot. I really, really like that. That's how I compose pretty much everything that's not four by five. I enjoy doing that. And the, the Hasselblad is made to do that. All the controls are made to be used at the angle that it's by your waist, you know? So using the prism finder, it just throws me off, like way, way off. That said, the, the photos I get with it are going to be amazing, of course, because... Um, are you developing? No, I'm not. Okay, a lot of water going on over there. I'm just, I, I decided to pour some water and like my sink's like, yeah, I'm going to be loud. I do okay. not know why. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I like it. The pictures I get from it are, are really amazing. You know, it's, it's Hasselblad. It, that's not something that is incredibly shocking. Um, I don't, I don't hate, I mean, obviously I don't hate the Hasselblad look. It's, it's, a, you know, iconic and wonderful. Uh, it's n it's very different from what I'm used to as far as like the fall off the drop off points and all of that and I don't know I don't you offered to um, let me long term use this yes and I, I don't know it, it if I had a waist level finder I think I'd have a very different opinion of it honestly. well I mean and if you want to get a waist level finder for it get one and I'll just I'll just pay for it it's fine I mean, it would be kind of mm. nice to have two. I don't want to, again, with the, uh, I'm such a weirdo, but the the other waist level has the serial numbers that match the rest of the camera, yes. and I'm being a weird, I just want to keep everything, like... No, this, no, no, I, it's totally understandable. It's so rare to have, like, an actual, like, full set. That's the, yeah. uh, the big one with the battery. Yes. So the I don't want to switch that one. Well, here's a question. Would Would, in theory... Would that waist level finder fit on this camera? Mm -hmm. Would it? Okay, so you can get literally any like 500 series uh, waist level finder, and and it would work. Yep, that's okay. the kind of magic with a lot of these cameras. Except for the lens. What do you mean? Oh yeah, okay. That is a situation that we can discuss at some point, which is very odd and strange and weird but yes that yes is definitely something <laughs> yes I'm, I'm not familiar with the 500c series as much as you are and you don't seem to know the answer to this and like no, i don't I do. know I, I brought it in and i i asked and yeah okay let's just might as well just talk about it because now everybody's like okay just what are you guys talking about all right so basically the 500c is before the cm it was one of the older models i got it for super cheap uh just the body and i basically had um pieced it together piece by piece when i could find something extremely cheap so i found a super cheap lens i found a super cheap back and then of course the heavy 500 pound prism finder that was like 25 bucks super cheap too um so it's frankenblad i call it frankenblad because it is like literally just pieced together piece by piece and um the issue i'm having i got it cla the body and the guy that CLA'd it, some guy in town actually, not in town, but uh, on Sepulveda and Culver City, he has a shop there uh, with okay. a ton of old cameras. And every time I ask him if he, what is he doing with them, he looks at me and he's like, they're not for sale. <laughs> I'm like, fine. Um, 
he told me that out of all the bodies, this is the greatest one to have because it is made so well. It has none of that weird, like, foamy rubber stuff inside. It's like, it's just coated better, just older stuff that lasts longer. Okay. The issue I have is the ELM, which is the one with the battery pack, has an 80 millimeter lens. It's that T-Star, beautiful like lens. It's gorgeous. Uh, it does not fit on the 500. It does fit technically because it is a 500 lens, but <laughs> it is like not synced correctly. And I even have the little like Hasselblad tool that like adjusts it. I've taken it into a shop before and they're like, yeah, this is just like a newer lens. You need an older lens for this camera. Um, unless I want to adjust my lens to fit that one, but I don't because again, with my stupid serial number situation, I, I kind of just want to keep that Hasselblad complete. I get it. Um, now, I would be looking for like a Hasselblad for a hiking camera. Yeah. And I'd want a waist level finder and I would want a shorter lens. This is the, was it an 80 millimeter lens? But it's one of those really long ones. No, it's, that one's a 50. And that's like, and it is, um, it's not like a T-Star. It's just a cheapy, like, I think I got it for 250 or something. It was. Okay. But it's one of the really long 50s. It is. It's and not the cool short ones. The no. 80 that I have is really short and small yes. and perfect. It's very nice. But yeah, the glass is expensive. Yeah. Um, something to invest in for sure at some point. I'm just not really looking into that right now. No, I think for me, uh, <laughs> I have I have very little problem hiking with the RB67, even though it's you know it's a beast of a camera. It just takes amazing photos. But I think the 645 is probably um, more of a, a good hiking camera. Yeah. Than I compared want to, to like. Now. I want to be part uh, of the no, cool I'm not going to do that. No. Can we develop now? Let's start developing. All right, I'm gonna pour my pre-soak. Oh, I haven't even poured my pre-soak in. Oh, shit. I know. What's, um, well, quick then, what are you developing? I am develop. well, okay, I really didn't want to do this. Uh, I wanted to develop this in, um, E6 because it's okay. this, uh, I think it's, what is it, Illumier 100? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, is it cool if I start developing? Not yet. Damn it. Oh Just God. give me a minute. Just give me oh, a minute. Jeez. Let the pre-soak take effect here. here. <laughs> I have to put water back in. I'm scared. I don't want it to be all naked in there. You can me. wash your film and all of that as much as you want to as a pre-wash. It's not a big deal. Oh, no. I'm just going to put some more water back in. So, right. um, Lumiere 100, it probably came from the... Uh, the the big bucket of film that we were able to uh, invest in. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did come from that. I had a um, few rolls of it too. So I shot the, uh, of course, the 645. Yes. And it was this past weekend in uh, at this place called Mission Viejo. It's in Orange County somewhere. It's fucking, it's like a is a weird place. I don't know. I can't explain it, but okay. uh, hot, like 90 degrees. <laughs> okay. And uh, Marley had a her last band competition for marching season. Like Aww. we are done for the for the year for marching, unfortunately. So, Where did they place? 
Uh, I think not very. Yeah, I think it was fourth place. Out of okay, like seven or eight, which is like mm, it's, it's not middle, the yeah, best. But they were so good. Um, they were so good, and there was a couple bands that I did not like. And of course, I'm not okay. going to say that. Like, I'm not going to be like, "You guys suck," you know, in the <laughs> in the stands. This isn't baseball, you know. This isn't kid soccer, you guys. No, no, no. <laughs> but. I um one of the one of the bands that placed was uh Pacific Palisades. They placed third in front okay. of them. Mm-hmm. And they had a guitar and okay. they had some keyboards and some like words like ta- like they had like a recording thing over some of the music that we were playing and I was like not a fan of it. I hated it. I think it was like oh. not I kind of think I'm a more of a traditionalist when it comes to like marching band music. No, I get that. I, I kind of am too. If we have to yeah. have opinions on marching bands, I think I'd fall <laughs> yeah. in that category. Yeah, I, I guess so. So I was, I, I don't know. I just, I, I was, a I wasn't impressed. Their outfits were not very nice either. They're just, I don't know. <laughs> Well, now that you've shit-talked high school kids, why don't yeah, we... fuck these kids. <laughs> why don't we develop? All right, fine. All right, I'm going to pour out the pre-soak. Okay. Ooh, pink. Like cotton candy. Well, I've got neon green. It's, I'm, I'm doing FOMA pan. FOMA retro pan. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So let's add the developer. Cross-process, so who knows what colors these are going to come out. I'm, I honestly, I've been meaning to get E6. I... Literally just got a box from Freestyle today, and I did not get E6, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Well. Silly. I didn't get it because I, the, everything that I bought was basically for a job that I'm trying to be reimbursed for. Okay. Except that I kind of, like, haven't been approved for the job yet, so. (laughs) By the time this airs, you'll have known. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm shooting FOMA Retro Special. I shot it in the Hasselblad. And I shot it apparently on October 9th, but I can't really remember what I shot. I think... Oh, you were out of... Yeah, you went out of town. I did. I think it's mostly... I could be wrong about this, because I know I did shoot the Hasselblad a bunch of times in this one farmhouse, farmyard area that I was in. I don't remember if I developed that role or not. I did do two roles with the Hasselblad, and I've developed one. And I, you know, could just take a look at the pictures, and you know, thought they were they're fine, they're fine. And okay. so I'm excited to see what this one is. Nice. Yeah. Oh, you what? Know what? I I can't uh, imagine. Literally well, spe- cannot. Speaking of speaking of freestyle, um, I got a new. I just got like a small tank and some new reels, so I <laughs> need to throw away. Like I need to go in my box with my reels and throw away a couple of those bastards because I've been having such a pain in the ass <laughs> with some of them, and it's just not worth it anymore. I'm just gonna put them in the recycle bin and just see ya. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I need to do this yeah, that's what you gotta do. Yeah. Oh shit! There was something else. I did something different, you guys. Oh my god! I haven't even told you this. Okay, what is this? I sent out two rolls to the darkroom. Really? Yep. Yep. They asked me if I ever use them, and I said, no, I don't. But I would be uh, interested to see like what they would do with my 220, right? Okay. 
So I said that I would send something eventually. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I was going to do it for a job because I have a receipt and then I can get reimbursed for that. And that would just make things like a lot easier for me. But I've never actually used them. So I decided to uh, just do like two test rolls. So I sent Mm -hmm. out two test rolls. Um, it was fairly easy. You just like fill something out. I paid for it online and then I just printed out the, um, the shipping label. Okay. And I just so happened to have like the bag, the shipping bag that I needed for it. I just slapped that bad boy and threw it in the mail and that's it. So I'm waiting for my, um, for my negatives now for my scans. Yeah. they said it takes it anywhere from like three to six business days. Okay. Um, and there's one thing that, <laughs> there's one thing that's a little bit concerning. <laughs> okay. My, uh, a 220 roll is, uh, I think it's 18 for 120 or something like that. Holy for, shit. Like, medium scans for medium, regu- like, you know, medium scans. So I don't have to scan anything. Okay. Not, not like low, but like me- medium resolution scans. Okay. Development. Um, and E6 and slide. Like, cause okay. it's like $3 extra for slide and then it's like $10 extra for this and whatever. So it, it adds up. Wow. So I was like, okay. well, this is, I want to see what it does. So I'm going to do it. Okay. Um, they just reimbursed me. <laughs> what do you mean they reimbursed you? They just reimbursed me for, for one of like basically the amount of my 220 roll. Uh Oh yeah. So that one didn't <laughs> turn out at all. I don't know. They I would assume that's what, what it means. Come, and I have not received any information about it. And yes, it was old. It was E6. But like, I, I haven't had a role that that has like completely been garbage. I mean, I don't know. You know, I don't okay. know what to think. This is not about, from what I'm going to say here, is not about the dark room or about any lab in particular at all. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know, but, and this is all anecdotal. It's, I shoot a lot of expired film and I shoot a lot of expired color film. Yeah. It is almost unheard of for me to have a bum roll. Yeah. I mean, it's almost never. Mm -hmm. And yet. I hear people who send things to labs and they get a lot of like, you know, like reimbursements, you know, like, like, oh, we couldn't get this one to work out for us. And I guess I don't understand. I mean, there's a couple possibilities. It could be that the people who are saying this and are shooting that um, aren't doing it right. Or mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I, I, I don't definitely. know. But it, they are a variable. But it just seems like. Like this happens a lot with labs that they're just like, I don't know if maybe they do so many that losing one, they're just kind of like, ah, fuck it. Because, you know, I mean, look, (laughs) I work in a print shop and if you make a mistake, sometimes it's just like, ah, fuck it. You know, like I said, I'm not saying this about darkroom or about any lab in particular, just about labs in general. Well, I don't even know like what the issue is yet. I have no idea. Yeah. So, I well, was let's thinking, let's wait on that. Maybe we'll report back next dev yes, party or something. Best case scenario, I think that 
maybe the colors were off and it's too bright or too overexposed or whatever and they just like maybe they don't want to charge me i don't Could know be. it just but i feel like if like i already know the risks going through i know that this is this role is expired and i know yeah. that it's not gonna look like it should have looked in 1995 of course completely aware of that yes um but it's just about like shooting film and that was a pentax 645 roll on a very big day it was like oh it was so beautiful um Mm -hmm. i think i actually talked about it It was like not a lot of surfers but a lot of big like uh, just so much water a lot of energy i do remember that yeah. Beautiful, beautiful day. So, um, well, we will see what comes yeah. of it. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully really. there's something there. Yeah. Um, and again, are you fixing? Like, are you are you blixing yeah, I'm, yet? I'm actually not fixing. I'm blixing. Yes. You're blixing. You're already blixing. I am blixing. Okay. Well, I'm gonna start my fixing. Oh, should I? Was I supposed to tell you? Yeah, kinda. Oh, okay. All right. So since we're fixing. It is time to answer the answering machine question. Oh, yeah. So, the answering machine question was animal encounters. Tell us about them, Sovanya. Tell us about some animal encounters you've had while shooting film. Yes, I, I have two in mind that um, stand out the most. Okay. So, the first one, um, I don't think I've ever actually talked about on the podcast because I wanted to write a book, like a children's book, <laughs> because of the experience. <laughs> Okay. So I was just north of Santa Cruz. Uh, there's this uh, little town called Davenport, and there's a surf break there, you know, that has a kind of right-hand point break and a left-hand point break. Uh-huh. And we just went to go check it out. It was, you know, it was okay. It wasn't, like, amazing, but beautiful day. I okay. was shooting the brownie box and just walking up and down the sand, and it's got those Northern California vibes. It's like Kelpie and just a lot of power rocks. And Mm -hmm. I just, I love Northern California ocean. It's just so beautiful. Um, So yeah, I was enjoying my time and there's this guy and he has a tennis ball and he's throwing a tennis ball uh, in the water. And he had some sort of like golden retriever or lab or something that was uh, running in and fetching the ball in the water. And it was just, I just, I really like it when you see dogs just like swimming. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah. It's just neat. And I don't know. I wish my dogs would swim. They, they don't. <laughs> they do. Okay. Uh, but the cool, the reason this was so special was there was a seal that was hmm. trying to play and was fetching the ball as well. And <laughs> the dog was like not into it at all. He was, really unhappy with the situation and like a little bit scared, obviously. So the, the owner would like throw the ball in the ocean and the seal would like catch it and then kind of spit it out and kind of wait for the dog to come get it. But then the dog wouldn't come get it. So then like the seal would grab it and like bring it closer to shore. And then the dog would like go get the ball. And it was (laughs) like, I mean, we call, we, we call seals like sea dogs because <laughs> they are kind of like unpredictable like dogs are. So, okay. um, but it was just sweet. It was like he, he wanted to interact with this animal and play. Like he saw that this was a ball and he was like, I don't know if it was like he was fucking with them, but it was really sweet. And I am a daydreamer. So I was like 
talking to the owner and he's like, yeah, he's like, he's a little bit nervous about him. I'm not sure. I'm trying to see how it's going. Yeah. He was just kind of letting it happen and watching yeah. what was, ha- it was, it was a cool experience to see. And I was sitting there like in awe, like, oh my God, this is so cute. Um, and then I just daydreamed this story of like the seal that oh, my Blix is done, by the way. Um, the seal <laughs> was, um, lonely and maybe he just wanted a friend and this dog was his friend and they would play fetch together and you know his owner would throw the ball and they would he would catch it in the water and bring it back to shore and then he would throw it on the sand and the dog would do the same and it was just kind Mm -hmm. of like this like fun little story so i did i did end up taking um pictures with a brownie box with it so there's a picture of the seal it's not anything like fantastic but i do have a I was trying to pick a story that had some sort of memory uh, of, or, you know, I had some photographic evidence of it, and I do have a picture of it. <laughs> oh, cool. So, yeah. Well, I've got a lot. I'm, when I'm out shooting, I'm kind of in the middle of nowhere, and so I'm getting a lot of animal encounters, and a lot of them are, like, from the car. I'll see, oh, I saw my first mini herd of antelope in Washington. Uh, they used to be plentiful and then, then the white people hunted them to extinction in Washington. And a lot of the, the, the Yakima tribe and the Colville tribes are bringing them back, uh, with the quote unquote promise, uh, that they won't get off the reservation. And of course that's silly. They're going to get off the reservation. And that's kind of the point. And they were. I wasn't on the reservation when I saw them. Um, Let's see, there were, there's always coyotes everywhere I go. There's always coyotes and they're always just wonderful to see, wonderful to hear at night when you're camping. Uh, there was, as far as photographic evidence goes, I was on Black Mesa in, I think it's Oklahoma. I think it's at the highest point in Oklahoma, which isn't saying much, but it is, you know, a nice little hike to get up to the, po- to the, up to the top. How high, what is the highest point in Oklahoma? I really Black Mesa. Yeah, I know, but like, as far as like elevation. Oh God, I have no idea. Um, but when I was up to the top, it's like a little plateau on top. It's amazing okay. after all. And there were two little kit foxes that were playing right next to me. And it was so much fun. It was so much fun to see them. And they were like, like poking their heads up and looking at me and then scurrying away and then poking their heads up and looking at me and scurrying away. It was wonderful. Um, I nearly hit a moose in Idaho, no, yeah, Idaho. I was shooting some charcoal furnaces and I was driving up to the point to, to get to that to the little parking lot there. And a moose jumped out in front of my car and it was a little moose, but little moose are still really huge. Yeah, you seem to have issues with like animals jumping. I've actually seen animals jump in front of your car and yes. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's a thing because I saw you chase two cows away from their mother. I seriously, I think that there was no reception, so it wasn't like, I could call you and tell you to stop, but it was so sad because I was like, oh my God, these cows will not stop running from you. <laughs> yeah, cows are kind of dumb. And uh, except for bison. Uh, we were at, well, this was a year before we went to Tallgrass Prairie. I was at Tallgrass Prairie by myself in Kansas. And there you can hike in a pasture full of bison. Mm-hmm. And I have some photographic shots of this too. Nothing great, but uh, a bison... They tell you if they start approaching you to to back away, but I was backing away in the same direction he was going, and it was really difficult to get out of his way. And he passed by me 10 feet, maybe a little closer. Terrifying. And 
he did not give a fuck about me. Yeah. It was, he, he you know, I got the, the huff when he walked past me. He wasn't happy that I was there, but yeah. he wanted nothing to do with me. It was wow. an intense experience <laughs> for, for me, not for him. He didn't care. Wow. I guess probably the most memorable, apart from the bison, I guess, would be the many, many, many rattlesnakes I come in contact with, though mm. none this past year, which has been really nice. The most yeah. memorable one was I was shooting basalt columns in Drumheller Channels in Washington, and I was on this little path, but I was it was actually a, um, a little rodent path, but it was you know wide enough that I could kind of scurry through the yeah. sagebrush. And I was taking a shot, and I looked down, and there's a rattlesnake crawling over my foot. Oh, gosh. And then he goes to the other side. I don't know if he didn't notice me or what. He goes to the other side of the path, so like, you know, six inches away from my foot, coils up, rears back, and rattles. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Wow. Rattle before I almost step on you. Yeah, yeah. I've had some snake situations as a kid. I, like, remember... Mm-hmm. snakes crossing my path but not with a, not with a camera but yeah that's that's yeah. always like it's kind of like the same as spiders you don't usually they don't really like rattlesnakes they do usually rattle but for the most part they're not just like out there rattling away they're doing their own thing being quiet so it's you always happen upon them <laughs> i do i've, I've very I've, fun i can't count as many you know i've i've, I've been i've encountered a lot uh, there's one in Whitebird Battlefield I encountered. Mm-hmm. There were, I don't know, dozen or so. One time when I was at Spiral Jetty, on the way into Spiral Jetty. Dozens. That's in Utah. Utah, yeah. Lying across the road and around the road. It was oh, it was God. kind of, I think it was spring, and so they were sunning themselves. Oh, and I would weird. get that a lot. I've seen that with... Um turtles in arkansas mm-hmm. actually i went to sugarloaf mountain i think it's called in arkansas and okay. there was just turtles all over the road and you drive and you could just see them scurrying into the into the water next to, mm-hmm. the, to the road it's pretty cool yeah <laughs> well i mean that's tons of animals i will see tons more i i absolutely love seeing animals and of course there's always deer everywhere and we mm-hmm. have the horses from that we that we encounter we both i think You've posted pictures of the horses, right? From White Mountain so. and Wyoming. Yeah, that was gorgeous. Yeah, wonderful encounters with horses. Oh, These I are have wild another horses. encounter I wanted to mention. This one's a little bit more like, not like, a, it was amazing, but it's also kind of terrifying too. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't a shark. I mean, I've seen, I've, I've heard there were sharks next to me, but I was never like shooting in the water. I was always on the surfboard. So I guess that's kind of good. Um, actually, that's a lie. I have been in the middle of the ocean with sharks, but okay. that's, yeah, no, whatever. I don't have a picture of it, so it's okay. Uh, this one is when we were doing that project with the F-Key film, the F-Key okay. 100. I asked for 35 millimeter because I wanted to shoot it in my Nikonos. Okay. Naturally. It was like low ISO. What did we shoot it at? <laughs> I don't even remember. It's like... It was 20, FP is 25, isn't it? Maybe it was 25 ISO, yeah. Or maybe that's what I shot it at, either 20 or 50, I don't know. Okay. Very dark. Yeah. Uh, So we went out to PV on the boat and uh, jumped in to get some kelp shots. I just thought it would be really neat to to get some some black and white kelp images. Mm -hmm. It 
seems to grain really well and the um, infused light in the water is just like ugh, so fabulous mm-hmm. so uh, yeah I was doing that and I I usually have like a little snorkel and I took a deep breath and went down and what I usually do is kind of just like slowly float up as I kind of decide what I'm going to shoot and this I did that several times and then the last time I did it, I started going up and a seal swam right underneath me. And he was like almost like a harbor seal. He was like really big. Hmm. He's swimming normally. And then as soon as he gets to right underneath me, because I'm like my fa- I'm facing downwards, mm-hmm. he turns his body and I can see his like his face, like smile, like, hey, like, he, like <laughs> <laughs> turns belly to. So we're belly to belly now. And mm. he's like, hey, <laughs> it was <laughs> terrifying. I was like, oh, my God, because you just I wasn't expecting him. He just kind of came out of nowhere. Usually yeah. you can kind of see him lingering around and you know that he's there. But he just like showed up. Oh, wow. Um, And it startled me for a second there. Uh, He was he just wanted to fuck with me a little bit and hang out. And he was curious. And I just. I get really nervous around seals because I've actually had like a seal incident that was really terrifying as like a surfer mm-hmm. uh, many, many years ago. Um, so they're just, they're just strong animals and whether they mean <laughs> harm or no, you know, or no harm, they, th- this is, this is where they live. And, you know, he might think like, I can be fine if I get pushed down to the bottom, you know, without, <laughs> without oxygen. <laughs> So yeah. I just I just try to be really careful and cautious. Um but he was very sweet and he was playing and dancing with me a little bit and I tried to get some shots of him but with 25 or <laughs> so in yeah, that's water they're pretty blurry um but they did end up in the zine. Uh you wouldn't know that <laughs> they're mine because I think they misspelled my name. <laughs> oh um, yeah, that was that zine. Yeah. Um, that was Forte Pan, wasn't it? You're right. It was an F key. It was 40. Sorry. Yeah. Or Forte 100. And I shot it at either 50 or 25. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They named, uh, what was my name in the zine? Is it Vanya? That was like Vanya Wilson or something. It was something bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not even close. <laughs> my alter ego. Your alter um, ego. And, and nobody was actually, you know, there's no contact information for any of the photographers in it. Oh, no, there isn't. So I guess it doesn't really matter. But it was it was a cool experience. Um, yeah. I would like to shoot more, like, dolphins and seals and stuff like that. That would be great. Yeah, I for sure. Hope that I get a chance to. I need to work on my breathing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's work on our washing. How about that? Okay. All right. I got a commercial sign, so we'll be back. Uh, when can I pick up the pictures? Thursday. This Thursday. Okay, let me make a note of that. You're going to write it down there? I was going to, Oh, yeah. well, then uh, let's say Tuesday. You mean two days earlier? No, five, five days, days later. later. Mm-hmm. I thought as much. If this customer were at a Photomat store, we'd be introducing him to our brand new picture pickup promise. Photomat's way of telling you exactly when your pictures will be ready. That quick? Sure, and if it doesn't work out, you get a free roll of film. Oh, no, 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 no. You get in trouble oh, for that. Oh, it's no I mean, problem. Yeah. Huh? It's a Photomat policy. The Photomat picture pickup promise. Is there a Photomat store around here? All right, and we're back and washed clean of all our sins. <laughs> did we go down to the river? <laughs> we did. 
And um, I'm going to do, I, I, this is 120. Okay. But I'm going to do a film flower because it's been a minute. So let me, oh, let me yeah. just get a picture of that real quick. Okay. All right, I am gonna look at my negatives, if I have them. Let's see, do I have negatives? <gasps> I got negatives. Yay! And where and the... was this mysterious place that we all are intrigued to find out where you <laughs> Oh, you know, this was... Man, there's a lot of like far off shots. Huh. Um, a lot of like nothing in the foreground shots. Oh, no, that one's nice. Okay. Yeah, there's some pretty okay stuff here. I guess we'll have to okay. wait and see. Okay. How about you? What you got going on? I have negatives, you guys. They're actually, they look really good. Um, it's a, uh, it's band pictures. Uh, you know, it's Marley's on the field and. Awesome. I got some of them like setting their stuff up and kind of bringing kind of part of the competition is kind of getting <laughs> everything on the field very quickly and leaving the oh, field sure. very quickly. And there was like a couple moments of everybody kind of pushing things and I thought it looked really neat and fun. So yeah. I decided to go ahead and shoot that. Cool. Um, we have negatives, but yes. let's check in with the futures to see how the positives look. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds wonderful. Okay. Hello, welcome to the future. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so future, Vanya. Yes. How have your shots come out? Let's talk about the pictures. Okay. So I ended up developing another role after because here's the thing. When you got the chems up to 100, it's easier to keep them at 100 or 102. Yes. Uh, so I was like, I'm just going to do both roles that I did uh, during this past weekend. They're both, unfortunately... Uh, E6, so I had to cross-process. But uh, as far as colors go, they're not too bad. No, I so really the like Lumiere, these. Yeah, the Lumiere looks pretty good. Uh, I think the reason why it looks good is because I am finally starting to actually use the Negative Lab Pro uh, mm, okay. plug-in. And <laughs> I'm a Photoshop girl through and through uh i have no idea how to use lightroom it's so fucking confusing i feel like it's harder than photoshop but i don't know maybe because i've been using photoshop for so long probably yeah you just have to like relearn it uh but yeah it, it seems to kind of get the colors uh right a lot faster than just like using regular silver fast uh profiles mm -hmm. um and it did pretty good. If I I scan these regular and I scan them as positives, which makes them negatives, and then you kind of reverse it in, in Lightroom. Right, yeah. So I do have some um, examples of what it looks like regularly scanned as well. Okay. Um, the colors are not what it looked like, but they look like film, and it's got that beautiful nostalgia color to them yeah, it, it has you like can't really tell like when they were like if you if i told you this was my sister's band <laughs> from like the early 90s you'd be like yeah probably yeah like it, it has a as that you know they kind of look a little metropolis like in mm -hmm. a way 
like the mm-hmm. Lomo Metropolis film. They have that kind of like, it's like a green, but faded. Mm-hmm. I really like the look of this. This is Lumaire, right? I, I know I've shot this before. I, I did it in ECN too, so it's going to look completely different. Mm-hmm. I really like the way this looks. And also, can I commend you on your use of the wide angle lens? Wait, you yeah. used the, the 80, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you used the, of the 80. I, I, it's a macro lens. It's not really made to do like non-macro work, but I really like the, the 80 millimeter for non-macro. Yeah, it has a um, it has a different look to it. It does, yeah. It's kind of odd. Mm-hmm. It's the longest eighty millimeter lens in the world. It is, but it it has it gives. Um, I think I lined myself up with these two light poles pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not really supposed to stand in the stadium when this is all happening. You're kind of supposed to sit down and shut up (laughs) it they have all these like silly rules so being what i need to do is next year kind of uh get myself out on the field more with them so then i can photograph them closer but getting these from the stadium just like in the front um lining them up wide angle having them walk all the you know because it's all these like props and (laughs) it's a lot it's a lot of stuff being hauled on and off uh, the field all day long in 90 degree weather. The photo that really strikes me is the ones where they're loading in. You have the up front, you've got the, the two groups of people pushing, looks like the one, one of them pushing like a, a xylophone, a marimba or something. Mm-hmm. And the other one behind them is pushing up a box of some kind. It's hard to tell. And then- Yeah, that's a, the pit. Mm-hmm. And then across the field, it's mirrored. Mm-hmm. But they're also pulling out the or you know dragging out the boxes, and it's such a good photo. It's just really, really well done. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I mean the one with the drum major on the stand and all that is 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 nice. I like that. It's got a good green. It to does, it. and a good orange to it. There's like some there's some yellow and oranges there. Yeah, those are yeah. two really good photos. Well, thank you. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> oh my good. Okay. Enough about mine. Enough bullshit. Let's talk about you. Well, okay. <laughs> you can tell through the role, I'm not, I'm not going to share the entire role, but you can tell through the whole role of mine that I was very uncomfortable in the beginning. And by the end, Aww. I got slightly more comfortable <laughs> shooting the Hasselblad <laughs> with the, the eye okay, level fire. I definitely could see that. Yeah. Now, uh, I, I shared five pictures here. The first one, do you know where this is from? The first one? Do you recognize that building? No. It's the same building from the cover of Six by Seven. Oh shit! Yeah. Where's the cows? The cows were just off of the frame and on the right. Aww. Yeah, they were there, but not not where they were before. Was the windmill like more intact as well? No. Okay. Nope. <laughs> Um, the second picture, a house, you know, with some nice grasses up in front. Now the third picture with the house kind of dead in the middle, a very small house. You liked that one, you said. Mm-hmm. I did. I really like that, which is a wide angle shot as well <laughs> with we, a 50. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not used to shooting <laughs> a 50. <laughs> I'm used to shooting a 90. Yeah. And I felt, and I still feel it was a little far off, a little far away. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the next one is actually the, the last one for you looking at it is uh, I don't know I, I wanted the one that, that I did a little bit of something a little more close up and it was like a um, like a concrete fence post with <laughs> some buildings behind it I like and all of these I like the way that retropan that foma retropan captures grasses especially mm-hmm. I usually like it best through a yellow filter and my problem with these was that I don't have a yellow filter for the Hasselblad. And so there's a little less contrast. There's a little less um, light, I think, on the grasses. Now, the last one, which is the one with the leaning building, kind of close mm-hmm. up, uh, that was the last photo I took that day before I just hauled ass home. I was losing light. This is a long exposure of me just holding it. Um, wow. I think I did shoot at waist level. I think I, I kind of framed it up and then lowered it a bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like this one. I, I don't know why I shot it with the building like half in the photo, like half in frame, half out. I don't know what I was thinking other than like, oh my God, it's dark, I need to get home. Mm-hmm. But I really like this one. I know I did shoot it with other cameras and I think including the Graflex, but this is pretty fun. I think yeah. this is my last photo that I shot with the Hasselblad. And it really makes me want to use the Hasselblad again. Oh, look at that, you guys. Yeah. Um, hmm. I, but I, I I think I'm very tempted to buy a waist-level finder. <laughs> but that's probably going to be more expensive than the camera at this point. So we'll have to see. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's it, they're ridiculously expensive. So does, do the, does, does seeing the photos make you think any differently of the Mamiya 645? Yeah. Yeah. It makes me want to shoot a, a little bit um, more confident in my focusing. Okay. I was really worried. Um, yeah. Also, it's I've been so spoiled with the Super D because it has that <laughs> dilating lens. So like you it was a hot day and I was shooting um, actually not I, I tried to shoot as wide open as possible. Um, <laughs> but again, with the bright sun, I had to kind of, I think 500th of a second is the fastest. It is, yeah. So I was sticking to like basically between 125, 250, and 500. So anywhere from 5.6 to um, F11. Okay. And it's a slow lens too. It's like a 4.5 or something, right? Yeah. F11, maybe F16 on a few possibly, but I was really, you, you mentioned to try to, try to, um, open it up and yeah, I would like to take some more closer portraits of people with this. I would like to see that such a neat camera and, um, I don't know. I'm going to the beach tomorrow. Maybe I'll bring it. Take the metropolis that I just bought that, um, I (laughs) spent, a lot of money on my credit card for a job that I just found out I didn't get. <laughs> we have some ideas on what to do with all of that. Yeah, so hopefully we'll something comes of it. I would like to see something come of this purchase so you yeah. can at least make your money back on the film. Mm-hmm. I think it was fairly successful for a camera exchange. I mean, what you want out yeah. of a camera exchange is to you know, determine whether you want a camera or not. And I don't know if either of us want to own these cameras. But it's kind of nice to have a friend or a buddy that you could trust to um, kind of swap, swap cameras. Am I that buddy? Oh my God, you're my, bu- you're my buddy. Oh my God, am I a good buddy? 
<laughs> yes. Am I your kid's sister? <laughs> yes. Yes, you oh are. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, all right. I want to go to bed. Okay. Uh, in the future, you are very sleepy. I am. And welcome. Welcome back. Thank you, future Eric, future Vanya. Woo-hoo. Well, present Vanya. Yes. We've had another a wonderful developing session where weirdly nothing went wrong. I know. Shh. You're gonna uh, jinx it. <laughs> probably, I have to knock yes. On wood. Do you know yeah, do you know why you say knock on wood? I think I told you. What is it? Tell me. I don't I don't think it's I don't think you told me. Why do you knock on wood? Oh man, is it the wood nymphs? Yes, that live in the in the the fairies that live in the wood? Yeah. They're very naughty and they like to do naughty things. Get it? Naughty. Mm-hmm. So if you do, <laughs> so if you say like, "Oh, I hope this doesn't happen," and the wood fairies hear you, or the wood nymphs, then they'll fly out and go make that shit happen. So you knock on the wood to scare the fairies to stay inside the wood. And it works. It just yes. works. It does every time. Yeah. So you just mm-hmm. gotta make sure that you're don't have particle board. It has to be real fucking wood. Is there anything else you would like to add to this lovely episode of Dev Party? Yes. Uh, share some more dev parties that you guys are doing. I, I really like to see them. Yeah, yeah. Well, we do our best to share them and, and put them on our stories on, on Instagram. Sounds good. It does sound good. Thank you all so much for listening. We will see you in a week for the regular episode and two weeks for another dev party. Sounds good. It does sound good, doesn't it? Yeah. Love you guys. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye.